Well, two Canadian cannabis companies have come together to form what is now the world's largest weed company. And for more on that, joining us now is Mitchell Osak, CEO of Quanta Consulting. He joins us here on 640 Toronto. Mitchell, nice to have you back on the show. Great to be here, Jeff. Thanks. Okay, uh, tell us uh, who are these two companies and why have they decided to merge? Um, These are two of the uh, most prominent and earliest Canadian uh, licensed producers. One of them is Afria. The other one is Tilray. They both come together um, to join forces and to create um, close to a merger of equals, but it's not quite equals, but they've just vaulted themselves into the largest Canadian licensed producer in Canada with roughly a 19% market share. All right. What does this mean for the industry uh, overall? Um, I think it's very good for the industry, and I think it's very good for these two particular entities. The Canadian cannabis industry, as we've spoken about, um, is in badly need of consolidation. There are too many licensed producers chasing too little revenue, and there's just too much competition out there. And most of these companies, in fact, almost all of them, are not turning a profit. So you inevitably get consolidation. And these two companies, Afria and Tilray, uh, are one of the first to take a first step to combine forces, try and get uh, cost savings, expand market, their market presence outside of Canada, and come together and reap uh, greater efficiencies. Okay, good news for the industry, good news for these companies. Is it good news for consumers? Um, yes, it, it's good news for, for consumers for a couple of reasons. One is that we want stronger licensed producers in the marketplace. Yes, there will be some people who will say, you know, um, large entities can't grow the same quality cannabis as, as smaller cannabis companies. And to a great extent, that's true. But we want a healthy industry that could repeatedly grow high quality cannabis and put it on people's shelves. A merger of two large companies into a more formidable company with greater cash, greater talent, and greater scale will be positive. And by virtue of the fact there's still roughly 900 other Canadian cannabis companies to supply the market, I don't see this as a major negative for Canadian consumers. Okay, but having said that, and I'm looking at the tech industry here, we've got to, you know these really big players now, uh, the Apples, the Microsofts of the world, and even on the internet side, you know the, the Googles uh, and the Amazon, and there certainly is a fear that some companies can become too big. These big companies become too big, too large. Is there a fear, if not short-term, maybe long-term, that uh, this might happen in the cannabis industry, and might there be you know, some, some downfalls there? Well, uh, you know, I'm glad you bring it up. I'm one of those people who's afraid of big tech. So this is an issue that's very close to my heart. The reality is combining Afria and Tilray will lead to only a maximum of 19% market share of the Canadian market today, and that's by retail sales. So, you know, we still have a long way to go until you have an Apple or a Google or a Facebook dominating the Canadian market. And the reality is there's also some very good and strong smaller players in the Canadian market like Canopy and Kronos and Village Farms that still have sizable market shares and still do a very, very good very good job at it. What I'm particularly heartened about is that this scale, this merger, gives this combined company the resources to be able to go internationally. And that means tap the U.S. market when it legalizes as well as Europe. That will hopefully increase revenues for the merged companies and provide a lot more jobs for Canadians as well as a lot more cultivation. So I'm 
from an international perspective, I'm very optimistic and I'm very positive for Canada. You know, uh, I just mentioned the tech industry, but I think we always, when we talk about the cannabis, we draw a comparison or parallels to uh, liquor and uh, beer when it comes to uh, cannabis. And are we starting to see maybe the formation of some bigger players that we're going to see? I don't know, for, for lack of a better comparison, a, a Molson and a Labatt, and there'll always be room in the cannabis industry for craft brewers. Yeah, absolutely. And again, I, I share your concerns. I don't like you know, oligopolies where you have a small number of companies controlling the vast majority of the share. My, my estimate or my forecast is over the next five to 10 years, we'll see a, an evolution of the cannabis industry to resemble what we see in the wine industry right now, which is three to four to five major players around the world um, divvying up, say, 60 to 80 percent of the global market share, but still leaving a lot of room for craft growers and unique products to be able to operate. The question is, you know, can these companies get sufficient scale in certain home markets to be able to do that? We don't know yet because the cannabis industry is so young and the dynamics are so uncertain that we don't we can't say it'll become like the beer and alcohol industry because we really don't know. But initial forces are pushing it that direction. The question is, how far will it go? I have one other question. If we think in five years that the cannabis industry, Mitchell, is going to be similar to the wine industry, where do you think the Napa Valley of weed will be? Well, I'm very happy to say it'll be centered in British Columbia. You know, the whole notion of BC bud is not only known, you know, right across Canada, you know, particularly in Ontario, but also across the United States as well. At a, at a certain point, um, illegal cannabis out of British Columbia was the largest illegal export. So I think you'll have a Napa Valley of pot in California. That's called Humboldt County. And you'll have BC bud, which will be able to compete on equal terms with Napa. All right, Mitchell, appreciate the time as always. Thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. Thank you, Jeff. Take care. You as well. Mitchell Osak is the CEO of Quanta Consulting.